Good morning, everyone. Hopefully your day, week is starting out okay. Thank you for letting me help you start your day. Hopefully we can uh, get you in a good mindset to minimize toxic abuse. <laughs> Trying to co-parent with a toxic parent. Parallel parenting and all those things. We're just going to kind of jump into it and hopefully have a decent morning. If you guys want to sign up, oh, if I got to figure out my buttons correctly, I have an SMS text notification. <clears throat> if you want to get notified via text message, bypass all the YouTube shenanigans for announcements and subscriptions and stuff like that. I mean, please don't get me wrong. Still subscribe to the channel. It absolutely helps. But if you want to make sure that uh, you get direct contact, then sign up for the text notification. You can do that by texting DSD Live, all one word, to 844-598-0012. That's DSD Live to 844-598-0012. And that'll add you on to that so that when something's going on, I can give you a little nudge, a little reminder. If we do the call or if you want to call into the sh today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483, 1424-373-5483 or 424-DSD-LIVE. We can have you on the show. I haven't even, I don't know why I have a ticker scrolling and the number on the screen at the same time, but hey, I guess that's what we do around here. <laughs> we got a couple people already on. I'm going to say good morning to them. So we got uh, Shaku, if I'm saying that right, says good vibes. Howdy all. Howdy to you. Good vibes to you as well. Oh man, my glasses are just, my vision is getting probably worse. Tim says good morning from the soon to be snow covered Great Lake regions. Outstanding, man. Oh, that doesn't look right. Huh. Okay, well, I guess I'll just leave that for now. Uh, it goes on to say, rubbing the gray rock on my desk. Boop. <laughs> Outstanding. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, I'm glad I didn't burn myself. I ran out of coffee. So I have coffee on the way. Be here tomorrow, I think. So it's going to be a rough couple of days. Anyways, all right, getting the week started. Want to just chat a little bit about, you know, an interest or the interesting dynamic of stress with these situations. You know, I haven't had to deal with the, the family court drama for a long time now. But the crap that I am currently dealing with has just been this reminder of, of how this low-grade anxiety can just hang over you whenever you're just not sure what's going to happen. And you, ha and you feel a need to play the what-if games to strategize and think about what might happen, what's their angle, it's, it's kind of weird right now because I'm in this mode to where I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I want it over because I want to focus my attentions on other things. 
but I fully understand and, and can relate to the folks who are in the middle of this and they're just unsure of what's going to happen. I think the key on that is, I don't know if learning is the right word, but accepting that whatever the outcome is, it'll be, may not be great, but it's not going to be, that it'll be okay is what I'm trying to say. Because I can think back to all the times where I was completely freaked out, didn't know what was going to happen, was catastrophizing all the time. And, and I work with people on the coaching side that are, that are, just, are just living that daily. And I have a lot of empathy for them because I remember those days when I was there, you know, and I, and I try to try to, to share like, Hey, look, man, you know, you know, my story, you know, that it's not like I had a crushing victory and it's like, well, all you need to do is, you know, crush them like a little bug and everything will be right as rain. You know, I mean, obviously that would help, but I think I'm an example of somebody where that hasn't been the case. And I still have been able to get to the other side of it. So it, but I mean, I understand how hard it is whenever you're sitting there and you're feeling attacked and you're, you're feeling like your, your entire future is on the line. And, you know, you're trying to figure out your best course of action going forward. You guys may have heard the term, I made some videos about this back in the past, but radical acceptance where it's, you, you just kind of say, okay, this is the situation and you effectively make your peace with it. And the, the power in doing that, the power in having that realization or having that, that perspective shift, that perspective pivot, is it starts to take the power away from your adversary, so to speak, on what they're able to, to really do and get to you. I mean, that's the reason why, and I, and I hate to say this because this can be very triggering for somebody in the beginning of this, but this is the reason why we have a handful of people who've been a part of the channel who have been successful targets of parental alienation where they've lost time with their kids, uh, they've lost the heart and soul and mind of their children, but they're able to find a way through this and, and crawl and take their life back. I mean, we had a caller last week that, that was basically sharing that story. I mean, I know for me when I was going through it, it was just incredibly, just the idea or the idea of comprehending not comprehending the idea of accepting that was just too much. It was like too much has been, been lost. And, and the reality of it is though, is that you, you, you just got to give yourself time to work through this and you will get to a point kind of like where I'm at right now, where, it's like, okay, you know, well, what's going to happen next? You know, 
I mean, I've made my, it took me a little bit of time, like this current situation I'm dealing with right now. It took me a little bit of time to, to make my peace and say, okay, you know, I think there's a good chance I'm good to go. Don't know. Right. You know, I mean, I have to wait for the, for, you know, I have to, 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 to take all the steps, go through the process and ultimately see what, uh, what happens. But I think I'm like, okay, well, if this happens, you know, whatever. If it doesn't go well, then I'll go to the next phase and see what happens there, right? And I mean, I've kind of mentally prepared myself in the event, you know, the catastrophic, you know, if something goes wrong, I'm like, okay, I have a, a pseudo plan on how I'm going to deal with it, a positive plan, not a negative plan. And, you know, I mean, and that's giving me some peace. What, what I'm right at the cusp of, and I'm not quite there yet, is enjoying the process, right? Like my buddy Alex over at uh, The Proper Person. I mean, that guy has devoted a lot of time to learning the process. And he kind of can emotionally detach from... And I, Well, I mean, technically I didn't know him when he was going through his court stuff, but he strikes me as a person who can emotionally detach from that focus on, you know, the game, so to speak, and be able to effectively navigate it in a very, very positive way. Right. And I, and I feel like I'm just at the edge of this, right. I'm just at the time where, you know, I mean, depending on how this goes in my personal situation to where I'm like, okay, I, I, it's weird, right? I mean, it's like I can feel it. I can feel like I'm almost there. And I remember back in the day feeling like I was almost okay with what was going on with the divorce and the custody and everything. It's like, it, and okay is not the right word because it wasn't necessarily okay, but it's like, it, 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 it's just that little pivot. It's like, I can't quite get there yet. And I'm sure a lot of you are dealing with that yourself, that you're you know, you listen to the videos that I have and maybe some other content too. And you're, and you're like, well, how do I get to this other side? Well, it takes time. And then as you start to get closer, you can feel it. You know, it's like, it's like, you, it's like, you know, the door's there. It's like, man, I can tell that the door out of this is right around here, but I can't see where it's at. You know, maybe you can, you can hear the sound from the wind from outside or whatever, trying to use that visualization. And but you're not there yet. And I don't know. You have to let me know if that makes sense. So my message for this morning is don't let the catastrophic thinking and the, the, the details of your situation right now really torpedo you. You know, Don't get so caught up in, in the moment. Kind of rolls into my battle and war analogy I use a lot. You're in this for the long haul. And we have ample evidence that following the techniques that, that I mean, well, okay, the, following the techniques that I have here, following other techniques like the Bill Eddy stuff, his books have been really helpful in, in getting people to the other side. So there is a pathway to it and crushing victory isn't always necessary for you to be able to minimize the effects of all this stuff. So on that, let me do, hit a button. 
I'm going to check and see who else we have in the chat. Hopefully I can figure out how to get my, my progressive glasses in the right position so that I can actually read the screen and not look like a complete fool. Jeff says, good morning all. Good morning to you, Jeff. Miami Babe says, good morning. Good morning to you, Miami Babe. Visible Friend says, good morning, Dwayne and everyone. So glad I made it this morning. Glad you made it as well. And good morning to you. Out and Back says, good morning, all. Good morning to you, Out and Back. Good to see you again. M. Scott says, what a great way to start the day. Well, I hope that you agree with what I was just saying, and, and it has been helpful. Go on to say, hit the thumbs up button. Yes, it does help. It, uh, it tickles the YouTube algorithm. Miami Babe says, you never done, you've never done even, you're never done even when you're done with court. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you have kids, this stuff has a tendency just to linger, linger on. So definitely you have to understand that. I think I had a problem really accepting that myself because I just when it finished I thought it was over right whenever I finished court I figured okay you know we're there we're, we're on the other side of this 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 crap is done and you know, as we notice, is the, these people don't go, they don't go quietly into the night. They tend to find new and unique ways to continue the manipulation. <clears throat> primarily when they, I mean, primarily whenever they realize they can't directly engage with you to get a response, they revert, uh, revert, resort, resort. Result? No. Turn to. They turn to basically focusing on the kids. Apparently, I forgot to turn the phone line on, so I am attempting to do that right now. So if you want to call in, the number is 1424-373-5483, 1424-373-5483, or 424-DSD-LIVE. Heh. <laughs> So he says, uh, never run out of coffee. Oh, man. And you know what's crazy is I actually scrounged up the last little bit of beans the other day and, and was able to eke out. An, and I'm having tea right now because I need something warm. Anyways, so I uh, was able to eke one out. Then I attempted to make a Costco run and it was, I couldn't even find a place to park. So I abandoned that idea. And then I uh, just ordered some. So the good old mail are oh, actually I'd ordered it from Costco. Oh, I love this comment from Spike. A day of lonely loneliness beats a day of madness. That right there, Spike. I mean, you, I, I'm glad you said that because I firmly believe that every day away and out from under the direct control of a toxic ex is a good day because it is madness when you're in there, you know, and, and being in a relationship, it's better to be alone by yourself than to be alone with somebody. 
And oftentimes you're not also just alone. You're also being tortured by that person, which is not a good thing. Visible friend says to Tim, love your gray rock. Uh, what a great idea, reminding yourself with an actual rock. Yeah, if you guys don't know, Tim has a, a gray rock in his office as a reminder of that technique to deal with toxic people. So that is an actually good, uh, a really great idea. That would be, that would be, it's a good idea, man. Diane says, amen on the radical acceptance and good morning all. Good morning to you, Diane. iTumbler says, good morning. Good morning to you, iTums. Ted says, I will never be, quote, prepared or okay with people who violate boundaries. Well, I hear you, man, <clears throat> but you have to figure out the best way to deal with it because you're correct. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? People who violate boundaries, it's absolutely inappropriate. And definitely you have to take steps to protect your mental health on that. But hopefully you understood what I meant by that. It's like you understand the situation you're in and there's techniques and things you have to do to minimize their effect. I mean, best, best thing that we all can't do, no contact. When you find a toxic person who brings nothing but stress and anxiety into your, li into your life, they do not deserve a space in that life. However, when those people happen to be your children or your ex or your boss or coworkers that you cannot get away from, then you have to, you have to learn the techniques like gray rock, you know, hybrid, no contact. What Biff for the Bill Eddy stuff, because you have to minimize the damage that these folks do. I mean, I'm dealing with that at work myself. I have people that I'm, I have to be engaged with that, that, uh, it makes it really tough. And, and I use these T I mean, unfortunately I use all of this stuff, all this information daily. Well, at least Monday through Friday in interacting with these people, you know, and it's just, there's only so much you can do, but I can absolutely tell you that roll the clock back 20 years ago, all of these people had a negative effect on me and, you know, basically conspired to ruin almost every day I ever had. And with time and practice and learning these techniques, implementing them, becoming, you know, becoming a master, <clears throat> spending thousands, tens of thousands of hours exercising these skills, I've learned how to minimize and mitigate a lot of it. I don't enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I would love nothing more than, well, I guess retiring would be good, but that's not going to happen anymore. But, you know, had that happen to be able to just say, you know what? I can completely choose who I want to surround myself with and who I'm going to engage with and be, you know, do, do what I want to do. Unfortunately, most of us don't have you know, a million bucks laying around that would fund our lives. We have to, we have to engage with in with people and situations that we often don't want to. Exes and family court and custody issues is a pri is a is a well, 
is a perfect example of that, is a horrible example of that, that we, we get wrapped in these situations that for a period of time, we have no choice but to engage. Now, the good, the good part about kids is that at once they are no longer children, the dynamic will change. So, you know, and you can choose. I mean, it's like you don't have to go to dual events. I mean, they're, you know, once kids are adults, unless there's some special ceremony, graduation or marriage, children or whatever, there really isn't anything. I mean, there's no more high, you know, there's no more taking them to school every day. It's no more uh, whatever, the quarterly award ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. No more parent-teacher night. You know, so, I mean, it does change. All right, trying to get caught back up on the comments. Amy says, we call it the turn. It's like seeing the light at the end. It takes forever to get there. The turn. I like that. And it, it does. And, I, and I, what I would ask you, Amy, because what, what I think, what I would ask you is, is it one of those things was for you where it's just like one day it finally makes sense. One day you wake up and it's like, oh, I get it now. I actually had an email or a, was it an, I think it was an email or a voicemail from somebody who said that to me. They're like, you know, I was listening to your show and I know I've heard you say this before but it finally clicked. I finally understood what you meant and it makes sense. And it's so frustrating because it, I'm going to pull this back up because it takes so freaking long. Like she says, it takes forever to get there and it, re, and it feels like it really does. And, and the other thing that really drives me crazy is all of the answers on this to me, feel like when you finally figure them out, it's like, oh, well, that was simple. That wasn't that complicated. I mean, that wasn't, you know, launching a rocket into space. It was just this, this simple truth. And it, the, the hard part is it's accepting that and then implementing it that makes all the difference. Great comment, Amy. I really like that. Man, I know I'm saying your name wrong. Shaku. I think I'm saying it right. Maybe I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong. So I'm the oldest child who had to learn about going no contact with my entire family in order to survive. I learned this the hard way many years ago. Yeah, it's tough. And, and the thing is, guys, sometimes you do have to go no contact with your own family. And, and that, that's really hard. At least it was hard for me because everybody will, you know, well, that's your, you know, that's your family. You know, you can't, you can't do this. You know, you're hurting someone. You know, it's like they, they do all this guilt stuff and you, you ultimately just have to make the decision of what's right for you. And, and intention is key. When you're making that decision, like what he said, when you make that decision to go no contact, if you're going, no, so there's the si silent treatment and no contact are very similar, but it's the intent that's the key difference. A silent treatment is whenever you're going to attempt to punish somebody 
by not talking to them, by get, by ignoring them, and you're trying to evoke a response, and you're you're doing it for effectively malicious malicious reasons. That's a silent treatment, and that would be bad. No contact, on the other hand, is when you make the decision to say, this person or these set of people are so toxic and so damaging to me that I have to make a decision to bring peace and serenity and calm into my life. And my way of doing that is I am no longer going to interact or engage with these people or with this person. And you're, when you're making that decision based on your own sanity, then it completely changes it. And I, and I, I oftentimes bring that up just because people have, they get, there's a fine line in this because there is a point when you're so angry and frustrated that you want to do something to punish the other person, to make them feel something, to try to get them to open their eyes or whatever. And that very rarely works. A toxic person doesn't have the self-awareness to, to, to respond that way. And I think, again, one of the problems that we have, we tend to have is we tend to look at other people and say, okay, here, let me do it this way. Okay, this person thinks and feels the exact same way I do. So if, if someone did this technique to me, if someone ignored me and wouldn't would interact with me, I would feel like, what did I do? What, what did I do wrong? And I would want to reconcile and fix it. A toxic person doesn't care. So when you try techniques that you think would work on you, you have to understand that it's not going to be effective. If you are at the early if you are at the early stages of this where you're still unsure of what you're dealing with, sure, try different techniques and gauge it to see what happens. I mean, I would prefer you not do that. I would prefer you accept here let me go go over to the mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery playlist right over here this absolute thinking for recovery video right here is a key part of that i would i would prefer that everyone today make that determination in their mind like boom i know that i am dealing with a narcissistic person i know i'm dealing with somebody who has mpd or bpd are comorbid with both and and make that decision and then start interacting with them that way. However, I am not so naive to, to think that everyone is going to be able to just do it in an instant. I know I wasn't. I know whenever someone, when, when I finally got the epiphany through therapy, unfortunately, well, I mean, hey, I'm glad I found it how I found I mean, that I found it, period. But even when I had that epiphany, I would still turn around and go, is it really? Is it really this? Maybe it's something different. You know, I, maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe I'm just rationalizing it. And in that mode, I would engage, <clears throat> not so much then, but there were times where I would engage thinking, okay, you know, this isn't true. This isn't, okay, the stupidness must have stopped. We finally must have gotten to a point where things are going to change. You dip your toe back into the water and you get burned. That analogy made no, <laughs> that made no sense. You dip your toe in the water and it get bit off by a 
crocodile. Maybe that maybe that's a better analogy. <laughs> oh, Diane has to start work. Well, thanks for hanging out with us for a while, Diane. I appreciate it. George says made it. I'm glad you made it, sir. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. All right, I'm trying to filter through the comments to find questions. Oh, oh, you know what? I forgot to I forgot to do my taggy thing. So let me do this. So it'll be in the top pinned comment. See, I was supposed to have done that done that earlier and I forgot. I wish I wish they would uh have a way to just Oh, now I can't get over to it. I can't get to the little dots because it wants me to do an emoji. So I need someone to do a comment. <laughs> someone type something in the comments so that it'll it'll move up one and I can actually pin that comment. <laughs> God. Software can be such I mean it's amazing what we can do with technology, but it's also equally frustrating how technology thwarts us many times. That's funny. Oh, I scrolled up too much. There we go. Now, why can I not pin this? It won't let me pin my own comment. That is, that's really weird. Huh. Uh, well, how annoying is that? That's for that. I don't understand that. Dang YouTube. Well, okay. Anyways, I posted the put a cue for question thing. I mean, I pinned it the other day. That's weird. That does not make any sense. That does not make any sense at all. Hakuna Matata. Hey, du hey, hey, Hakuna says hi, Dwayne or hi, DSD and all in the chat. Hello to you. Oh, Ted had a quote. It's better to be alone than to be in bad company. George Washington. Love that. Isn't it weird how this stuff has all been, all been, you know, it's not, nothing's new, right? I mean, it's been, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been in literature for years, for years. Okay. I'm sitting here trying to deal with technical issues. It's driving me crazy. I apologize for that. Rob Hood, whoops. Rob Hood says, any advice on what to text my 13-year-old before the first meeting in over two years? No contact, but he unblocked me after the last court hearing. Hmm. Okay, so are you going to get, Rob, are you going to get to meet your 13-year-old? Wait a minute. First meeting in over two years. So when you say meeting, man, see, that that's a loaded question because it really depends on the nuances. You know, it's like, what is your relationship right now? What's the first meeting? Is the first meeting reunification therapy? 
Is it just an afternoon visitation? Uh, so there's a lot of dynamics to it that would, that would change what I would recommend. I mean, generically, I would say this is an assumption. If this is the first time you guys are going to get to do something together uh, and you want to just open the dialogue, I would probably say, and this, de and this depends, this really depends on the nuances of what you're talking about. But barring any, you know, let's just say what you're dealing with is a situation to where, you know, the ex was making it to where you couldn't talk to your 13-year-old. You've now gone to court and for some reason you had some success with, you know, basically forcing the, the mom to not get in the way of contact and she slash he has unblocked you and your relationship isn't severely parental alienation then it would be easy to say, you know, hey, bud, or, you know, whatever. Hey, buddy, looking, really looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Is there any place you'd really want to go? Now, if things are tense, I don't necessarily know that I would text because you, you'd probably be better off because then, then just make it to where you actually do your thing in person. I'm sorry that's not like a really firm answer, but unfortunately with just a, you know two sentences, there's so much extra going on there that it makes it really tough to to give you a like for instance, let's say it let's say hypothetically it was really tense and your interaction with your 13-year-old or you said, you know, from 11 to 13 has been very much, you know, you're an ass and I don't like you, then I would be worried about texting because more than likely what would happen is, you know, I don't want to see, you know, he would text back or your 13 year old could text back saying, well, I don't want to do this. I'm being forced to, you know, you can't, you know, I, you know what I mean? It could just set the stage. And, and the problem is, is if you did that and it set the stage in that negative connotation, that could be coming completely from your son. I'm keep. I'm sorry. I keep saying son. You didn't say son. You're 13 year old, or it could be could be coming from the 13 year old. But doing doing it in front of the other parent to you know demonstrate. See, I, I don't like this person. I don't want to do this. You know, don't make this happen, mommy. You know, something like that. Um, I think oftentimes we forget the influence that our kids are under with a when they are with a toxic parent. In that scenario, texting your kids and having conversations with them when they are in that environment is a very tricky and potentially damaging interaction. So anyways, that, Rob, maybe I'll look to see if you add some extra. <clears throat> Let's see, it looks like it looks like there are some other comments. So let me see if I can, if I can see your uppy dates. Uh, where are you at? It's like, okay. Actually, let me just do a search for just you, Rob. Rob Hood. Psychology. Oh, shoot. Okay. Whew. 
all right, you're saying it's a co- you're going to the psych. Okay, so you're still in the middle of your divorce, and they're doing a custody evaluation to try to determine if you should have any time with your kid. And he's 13. Oh crap! Why did he unblock you, Rob? And and has he said anything to you? Has he texted? I keep saying he. Has your 13 year old texted you or said anything to you? Or is it just that you know they've been unblocked? Because depending on the answer to that question, I would say right now, I probably would not would not text him. Oh man. You haven't seen him seen them for two years, and your first interaction is going to be in front of an evaluator. That is stressful. Now, hopefully, if the evaluator... Okay, kids alienated against family on both sides. Kids are alienated against family on both sides. So, are the kids in foster care? No contact at all. Okay, I'm waiting for your new comment to come up. Yeah, in that scenario, I God dang it. You're doing a your first meeting is a custody evaluation. Is that am I reading that correctly that you're saying Rob, can you call in? 1424373. The hell's a number rolling across the screen. Um uh 1424373 Charlie Manson situation. Oh, dude. Okay, so you're... See, that that's really tough because... Wow, that's a... That's a interesting dynamic. Well, let me go back to where I can see everyone's comments. Um, see, the, the, the problem I would have with you trying to con- reach out <clears throat> is because it's probably not going to go well. Oh, do not disturb didn't turn on. Oh, no, it did. Okay. Um. I'm a little confused by the Charlie Mansion. I mean, so I'm, it almost sounds like you're saying that the kids have been abducted by a cult or something. So, which, you know, and then neither parent really has access. Um, but see, then that, see, this doesn't make sense because who has custody of the kids, right? I mean, it's like, it, it's, there's, okay, somebody's calling in. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's, this person. So I'll wait for the screening. I got to wait for it to do its thing before I can go to it. Shakua says, silent treatment is when you have hope that they will look at themselves and change. Going no contact is when you realize they are incapable of, of change. That's when you must focus on your life. Absolutely. 
All right, so I'm gonna go, well, hold on, let me get everything set up. And, oh, I got a button to actually hit this time. So standby one, let me get ready for this. Okay. Hello and welcome to the show, did that work? Yes, hello, Dwayne. Hey. Uh, thank you very much, uh, this is Rob. So yeah, can you um, give me that, that? Your situation seems really complex. So, what exactly is going on? So, uh, divorce happened uh, uh, over three years ago. Unfortunately, custody was not handled during divorce. Um, my ex uh, moved uh, states, and uh, now uh, um, when they moved, we agreed that I would come and visit the kids often, as often as I wanted to take them for school breaks and things like that. And after the second visit, uh, she cut me off completely. Uh, I've been asking to see the kids. Uh, my oldest uh, has now aged out. Uh, the younger one, uh, 13-year-old, I haven't uh, had any contact with in over two years. Um, and uh, I haven't had any bad interactions with him. Uh, it's always been positive uh, until the last time. Um, uh, it's, it's always been positive, but then uh, uh, he cut me off too and uh i've been blocked when he cut you off was was there an outburst or something or did it just like one time or just he just stopped talking to you he just stopped talking to me there was no outburst in fact during the last call it was a facetime call um at night uh and uh it sounded like he was kind of hiding and yeah, okay. uh then at the end, he, he was like, oh, dad, I got to go, you know, and quickly hang, hang up. So, um, okay, well, that's a good sign. So what yeah. predicated him unblocking you? So I don't know. Uh, we had our first uh, court hearing uh, for custody um, in November. And uh, right after the court hearing, he unblocked me. He reads my messages, but he doesn't text back. Okay, so you have been trying to. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, I've been trying for two years. I, I've been sending gifts, messages, cards. Okay. You know, calls. When is, when is this meeting? You, you guys, you said, what is it, in two weeks, you said? No. When are you yeah, meeting with him? in about two weeks we have. Exactly. In about two weeks we have a, a meeting with the custody evaluator, Um Hopefully it will happen. I kind of think it might not, but uh, hopefully it will happen. I just, I've been hesitant. I, I've been texting him occasionally, just white things, you know, I love you, and, you know, proud of you, that, that kind of stuff. But I haven't mentioned the meeting in my texts, so I'm wondering if I should say If something. he's not responding, I wouldn't. Um... I mean, because what you don't want, fuck, sorry. Because uh, you can expect that mom's going to prime him to 
if he does show up in front of the well, if you guys are doing a custody evaluation, then she's also going to have to meet with the custody evaluator. Correct. So, so technically, if he doesn't show up, it's not necessary. How many times are you going to meet with this evaluator? Do you know? Is it just one one thing? Or are they going to do a thorough investigation or what? Well, uh, I have met with her uh, probably four or five times already. Okay. Um, she's she's met with my ex-wife several times. Um, this is the first meeting with me and um, my son with her. All right. Okay, so this is following. Well, that's good that you guys have had multiple. I mean, it's expensive, but... At least it's not just a cursory review. I mean, she's putting some detail into it. Um, yeah, I mean, realistically, on this thing, I, I wouldn't. I probably with that detail, I would not text anything about this meeting, and and okay. just and just try to have your game face on in case he does show up. Because what what your ex is going to want to have happen is that it goes, it turns into a complete shit show. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Because what she's going to want is for the evaluator to see that this is just too bad. You know, it's it's just too damaging for this child to have any interaction with this guy and to come back with a report saying, well, it should be the same, which the re the likelihood. Are you in the same state with them now or not? You're still far. Uh, no, uh, I fly across the country when that happens. I'm not in the same state. See, and I think realistically, unless there's some underlying thing that you've done, which I don't think there is, but, you know, that, that would warrant them saying, you know, you haven't had a protective order, right? You had nothing? No, no nothing like that. Okay. Yeah, and I see somebody else, uh, April, says stay calm at all costs. I mean, yeah, that's – your biggest key right now is to, if he shows up, the custody evaluator, since they've already met with you, should understand should understand the dynamic that you haven't seen your ch your child in two years, and you've been fighting to try to have some connection with them. I, you know, so more than likely you, they're going to force something. The courts will ultimately do it because no contact without some type of protective order or some type of legitimate reason. They don't do that anymore. The, the days of, okay, well, the kids go with mom and, and dad never sees them. Don't, I mean, it can happen, but nowadays for that to happen, it's like something has to have occurred that helps them, you know, make that decision. Correct. So I would say, yeah, since you've already right tried to talk to him, I mean, that's, I'm glad you, you called in because, you know, with you already trying to have, you know, send communication and he's not answering. And that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't want to talk to you. It could also just mean that he's fearful because he knows that he can't talk to you or he's not supposed to talk to you, right? I mean, kids are in a really tough dynamic on this. Your kids that a your 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 kid that aged out. Do you have any contact with him? You know, or do you? Is it just done and he no. won't talk to you? No, it's my daughter, and uh, she actually is extremely alienated against me, and she is very combative. Okay. against me um cut for some reason uh, it, it happened really quickly um she got turned uh, against me and uh, 
Uh, I haven't uh, really had contact. I try. I, I call her. I leave messages. I send uh, gifts. Uh, she returned my last gift uh, that I sent for her per- birthday with a note saying, you know, don't don't send me gifts. You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, I would. What I would recommend with her is what what you need to do. <coughs> excuse me. If you do reach out, be very careful with what you say. You don't want to say, "I really miss you." you know, um, I love you. I, you should be able to say that, but all those things can be taken out of context and, and used to like, Oh, he's trying to make me feel guilty or he doesn't get it. Um, I mean, you, you, my approach in that scenario would be, look, you know, I'd really like to sit down and have a talk to you and find out how, you know, what I can do to make, to, to work on our relationship. I want to be in your life. And I want to know what you think I need to do to try to help facilitate that. Um, now, the, right. pro- the problem is with that is now that they're 18 or over, you know, they're an adult, they legally have no reason to do it. But that's your only approach. I wouldn't send gifts anymore. I mean, because it's already not working. You've got to figure a way to change yeah. your approach, you know. And, and it would all, to the advice I've given people on this, and I've even had to use this myself with my own kids when they were younger, is say, okay, you know, what do we do to go forward? What do you need? Like, you know, so I'm, you're getting buy-in. It's like, okay, so what, what are your concerns? And, and if you do have that conversation, like, and this is actually even, even if let's say you have, you can use this for both your, your, your adult child and your 13 year old is okay, wh- what do we need to do? And what can I do going forward to help mend the relationship? Right. Like if the if your 13 year old goes into this meeting and says, I want nothing to do with you, you know, you're a horrible father. And then instead of, you know, I mean, what you don't want to do as well, you know, start giving excuses or explain like, well, this is what happened and that happened. It just won't work. Uh, mm-hmm. So how old is your oldest? Did you say 18 or over 18? 18. In college or not? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's in college. She's away in college. Is, are, okay, so the other thing that may or may not work is, see, like what, what I would say is instead of saying I miss you or I love you, it's like, how are, you know, hey, how are things going with classes or what, or something, some type of almost superficial chit chat conversation just to have a dialogue going, right? Does right. That, you know, I mean, that, so there's, I mean, and there's different. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's not fair because we should, you know, it's like when I tell people, you know, because like, a lot of people will be like, oh, I miss you or worse, you'll turn around and I mean, don't do this. Do not find a picture or, you know, go, you happen to go someplace and send, send a note saying, oh, I re- just went here. You know, remember when we were, I remember when you were 13 and you used to love, you know, um, ice cream at this favorite place. Don't, don't do that because it, it, it it can easily be turned or construed that you're trying to make them feel guilty and trying to guilt trip them back into engaging with you. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do. Oof. How, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the custody evaluator thus far with your other meetings? Uh, it seems to be positive, but uh, I think uh, it's premature to say. I, I, I mean, uh, it, she's kind of hard to read. Yeah, and unfortunately, they 
unfortunately, custody evaluators are typically playing. I don't want to say games, but but I mean they have they have techniques that they go through to try to evaluate people by asking questions, setting up scenarios, observing how you respond and react to then make a determination on on how you are and stuff. I mean, I'm, you know. Yeah, that's a tough. What I have uh, going for me in my case is, like I said, the the kids are alienated against the family on both sides, which is extremely unusual. They're against uh, her parents. They're against. Uh, they haven't had no contact uh, with her parents, my ex's parents, my ex's sister, uh, cousins. You know, complete cut off from everybody on both sides. Hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's different. Um, I could see how if if she's trying to play the victim card and play the fact that everyone around her was toxic, narcissistic people. And she's saying you're toxic and you know, she comes from a toxic family. I mean, I, I could see the argument, an argument to try to justify that. But I mean, right now you just got to focus on getting through this thing and getting some court order time. You know, right. I mean, technically, you probably did you have court order time when she moved to the other side of the country or, or no? No, no. Oh, shoot. OK. I, I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> OK. No, no. I mean, well, I mean, the, the rea- you know what, man? I mean, and don't beat yourself up on it because, you know, we don't generally understand and realize the toxic nature of, of people that we are, are engaged with, right? I mean, you didn't expect this. You figured, okay, the relationship's falling apart. Mm-hmm. We're adults. We're going to be in the best interest for the kids. So this isn't going to happen. And then you make decisions yep. and then something happens like this and you're stuck, you know, you're dealing with the outcome. I mean, it's, it, the, the, unfortunately, this stuff happens. But now you're going through the process and you're more than likely going to get court-ordered time because there's no reason for you not to have it. It's just going to be complicated because even then, then you have to fly out there and, you know, force the issue. But you're on the right yeah. path, man. I just would, I personally wouldn't in this, with what you said, I probably would not say anything to my 13-year-old about this upcoming meeting. And I would just go to the next session. And if they, and honestly, if she doesn't bring him, if your ex doesn't bring him, it actually makes her look bad. Right. That's a good point. So... All right, man. Unfortunately, we were Thanks running out of time. Of so thank you, sir, for calling. I hope that was helpful. It, it's been helpful. The whole Your whole podcast has been uh, a godsend. Thank you so much. I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my, of my heart. I've been listening. Well, I'm glad thank it's helpful. Thanks, much. Rob. Man, oh, God. You know, these people just make, not these the caller, but I mean these toxic people just make these things so damn difficult. So on that, unfortunately, we are rapidly coming up to the top of the hour. I guess technically I started a minute late. So um, I'm just going to look through a couple of comments just before I get out of here. Ted says, I listened to all these horror stories, and it seems like, seems to me that at some point we fail to establish boundaries in our relationships with toxic people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely agree with you on that. Amy says, try to tell them you saw something nice that reminds, yeah, I wouldn't do that because oftentimes what happens is you get in this dynamic where, no, that didn't pop up. I was trying to pop up Amy's comment. Uh, Because it it just, 
if there's guilt and everything associated to it, it comes across as a guilt trip. And then, and then a, a toxic parent can weaponize that and undermine what you're trying to do. So most of the time that doesn't work unless you have a decent relationship with your kid, with your child already. And on that, holy cow, the hour just flew by. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with me this morning. I do want to take a moment to recognize the channel members, the folks that click the join button and uh, are supporting the channel. On top of doing that, you get cool emojis and badges, and you get to do the boop, boop thing in the comments. You get access to the Discord, the DSD Discord, and uh, all that kind of good stuff. I just, I really appreciate the support of those people. I really appreciate all you guys coming and hanging out this morning and and uh, helping start your week right. Hopefully we got Rob off to uh, a good start for the week. And maybe, uh, I, I think on the last caller, he is going to get some court order time and hopefully we'll be able to start to undo this. And I think there's a way to even approach it with his, with his uh, 18-year-old. On that, have a great rest of your day, and I will see you guys back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.